Hey, Scott and John here with Bible Mysteries. We want to thank you for being a listener, but we'd love to invite you to become a subscriber. Absolutely. This will only help us to expand the amount of people that we're able to reach and show the secrets in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. And if you subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast, you get some great benefits. Access to every current episode, the full thing, even with our interviews and any special events we do. Plus, we have downloadable show notes. We have our community forum and Slack that you can join. And we have our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter. So for just $7 a month, you can help support us get the word out and defeat the satanic global elite. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 119, Extra or Ultra Terrestrial, part 5. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. And this is our first episode of 2023, John. It is. So happy new year. We made it. We did. Congratulations. (laughs) I was kind of hoping we might get out of here before 2023, (laughs) but maybe this will be the year. And so, but should the Lord tarry, and we we don't know the day or the hour, so we're going to continue on and press on with this ministry and this show until the Lord uh, opens that window for us to get out of here. He'll help us along here. (laughs) I think so. So we've got a lot of exciting things planned for this year, and uh, let alone January. Um, John, we've got our big summit coming up. I know. Yeah, so January the 22nd. Uh, we still have some tickets left. Most of all the VIP tables are sold out for our uh, Bible Mysteries Declassified Debriefing 2023. Hopefully, mm-hmm. people have been seeing our ad, and I know they've been responding to it because they filled up, uh, they bought up all the VIP tickets. Yep, yep. We still have some regular admission tickets available. And for those of you that have written to me and said, uh, you know, we can't be there, I'd love to be there, but don't worry, uh, we're going to release the, um, the uh, video. Uh, When it's done, the video of this conference is going to be available for you to rent from our new website, which is BibleMysteriesPodcast.com. So check it out if you haven't been there, BibleMysteriesPodcast.com. We've had the UTB Now all this time, and that's still up and running. That's still part of my other ministry for Sunday morning preaching and other things. But um, the the Bible Mysteries Podcast has now got its own standalone website. You can purchase tickets to the event there. You can also still get them from UTB now. Yeah. But uh, when the event is done, and we'll probably have the um, video uploaded and available sometime either near the end of February or possibly March. But you can actually go to our Bible Mysteries website, and you're going to be able to actually rent the, the video and watch the entire conference there. It'll be very nominal fee. It'll be like if you rented a movie from iTunes or something, like 3 or $4, whatever. Yeah, a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly, a cup of coffee. And, uh, and of course, for our seekers, our subscribers, they get the event as a bonus content. It's yep. going to be the audio of the entire thing, just like a special episode of um, one of our guests. Mm-hmm. And speaking of guests, um, this uh, is going to be out on Monday, the 9th of January. This episode we're about to record, uh, where we are recording. Yeah. And then the following week on the 16th is going to be our special guest interview with Karen Mosher. I know. It's a great interview. Oh, man. Wait till you hear this interview. She's phenomenal. And what we're hopeful is that she's going to be at the uh, summit event f- with us just as a, as a guest to show up. And, uh, and But more importantly, I'm hopeful her book will be ready. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if not, that's okay. It doesn't matter when it comes out. It's going Kerry, to be fantastic. Karen's got a lot to talk about. Oh. I mean, we started that interview, and I think she, we were talking about this earlier, she talked for 20 minutes straight oh, without us even saying a word. I mean, she just had so much to get out. And everything and so much she said was, it was fantastic. Yeah, it really was. So uh, just to let folks know, we've got a, um, a lot of expe- exciting things coming up. The interview with Kara, Ryan Pitter 
Anderson. Our guest for the conference will be out, and we have other guests lined up. I'm not going to mention them until they're confirmed, but mm-hmm. uh, we're reaching out to quite a number of people and hopeful, hopeful to get them. And uh, on that note, I do want to mention before we dive into this uh, topic today, John, as of today, over 133,000 unique listeners, um, averaging 636 downloads a day mm-hmm. of, of our podcast, over 17,000 do- downloads per month. And uh, even this past December was our fourth largest month of downloads. It's amazing. Yeah. So I, I think when I very first contacted you, mm-hmm. right, <clears throat> it's been over a year. And I said, man, Scott, you're doing a podcast? And I, my wife had actually sent me, I think it was episode one. Right. Or was it one? It, 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 it was the Satanic Global League. Oh, she that's sent right. It to me, right? A little so, bit later. Yeah. And then I reach out for Scott, and I'm like, Scott, you're doing this podcast? We hadn't talked in 15 years, right? I know. It's been and crazy. He goes, he goes, yeah, it's amazing. We're up to twenty five thousand uh, unique listeners. Well, t- today, today we're at one hundred and thirty three thousand. It's crazy. And I remember you said, "Let's see what we can do to get that up to fifty thousand. Yeah, and we did. You know, we did. And the reason we did is thanks to you. And yeah. so, what we want to start doing is letting people know how much we appreciate them. Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're always uh, mentioning our seekers, our subscribers. And what we're going to start doing, instead of just reading off a list of names, is we're going to start letting you sponsor each episode. So, today's episode, I'm going to mention some names of our seekers, and we're going to let you know it's sponsored by them. But before we get to that, one last thing is we've uh, uh, reactivated some of our social media platforms. So, I haven't been plugging them as much as I should. And I want to start doing that now to let you know that we're on Twitter. Again, we we were off for a while. We're back on Twitter. We're on Instagram, YouTube, of course, for the videos, Facebook, and Rumble. And there may be some others I've forgotten about, but we want to encourage you to follow us on those platforms, share, like, uh, do all those things that you do. Uh, The more presence we have, the more it impacts uh, people and gets their interest. And so, uh, and and on the new website, which is BibleMysteriesPodcast.com, we're going to have a store coming soon. A lot of you have been asking about shirts, like our shirts here, uh, we you know, coffee mugs here. Uh, we're we're drinking from. We're not uh, officially open yet on the store, but we've yeah. got a store coming. So I just want to let you know that's all in the works, and we appreciate all of your requests about that. All right, so John, uh, let's see, uh, anything else you can think of before we dive in? No, I think you said the key word there, which is share, right? So you mentioned sharing uh, the episodes and things like that, because there are a lot of people out there that are seeking for knowledge, and they can't find it wherever it may be. So I think that the most important thing is that, you know, take these episodes and send them to your friends, right? Absolutely. Because they want to know what's going on because it's a crazy world. We were just having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It is a crazy world, and we're in 2023, and it's like we have so many podcasts to make because there's so many topics to talk about because it's getting crazier every day. That's true. So share the information with people. Yeah, please do. And a special thank you, like I said, we want to take this time to thank our premium subscribers. Absolutely. the seekers. Uh, It's because of you that we're able to do this and this continuing work of this ministry by helping us cover our expenses. So we would hope that our regular listeners might consider becoming seekers as well, but this episode today is sponsored or brought to you by our seekers who all joined us back in September of last year. And so we want to give a shout out to Christopher D, Mark A, and Michael H, all of whom became seekers in September. Thank you so much for subscribing and making this possible. All right. And so, John, this is going to be our fifth and I think final installment of Ultra or Extraterrestrial. This is part five. And we left off with, remember, we're talking about a, a paper written by Dr. Putoff, mm-hmm. uh, who is from uh, uh, basically an organization up in Austin, not far from us. Yeah. And uh, we have reached out to him, hopefully, to maybe come and be a guest on our show. We just haven't heard from him. But it's called Ultra-Terrestrial Models. And his whole thinking was, should we be thinking of them as extraterrestrials, like the typical people think of aliens, E.T., yeah. coming yeah. From, from distant galaxies? or other potential uh, uh, ideas. Okay. And so he put forth four hypotheses, and that's what we've been talking in the last four episodes. The extraterrestrial hypothesis is certainly one of them, mm-hmm. you know, that they do come from distant galaxies. The isolated humans hypothesis, which we've discussed, an isolated high-tech closed community of humans, 
with somewhat advanced scientific knowledge or existing apart from the known culture. The stranded or colonizing ETs or God's hypothesis, which I, I find very fascinating. Yeah. And the interdimensional or time travelers hypothesis. And so in this episode series, we've been talking about there's evidence for all this in the yeah. Bible. Yeah. And maybe not the way uh, most people think. But the extraterrestrial uh, terrestrial hypothesis, I want to dive into in this final segment because we suggest that they're not actually alien beings from other planets far away, but that they're fallen angels. Sure. Which are extraterrestrial beings in every sense of the word. Yeah. If you yeah. think of them as angels created uh, to inhabit heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I'm going to hopefully try to... Um, present in the book that I'm working on, they once occupied this planet too. Yeah. And then there was a battle. There was a yeah. rebellion. Or other planets yeah, as it, well. Yeah, exactly. And the, that's one of the things. We're going to get into that. Okay. I'm teeing up another podcast, right? Coming up, in, <laughs> coming up in a few weeks, we're going to get into the thing about Mars. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be talking about the other planets too. One of the things that's interesting about that is the more I dig for research into my book, The World That Was, mm-hmm. I keep discovering these things that go, oh, I got to change the way I wrote that chapter, you know, yeah. because yeah. it's like the Lord is just revealing so much to a lot of people in these last days. Yeah, because knowledge will increase, right? Absolutely. I mean, uh, just throwing that out there. But no, you're right. <laughs> it says it, right? The prophecy, I think we're going to discuss that scripture even today okay. and uh, possibly today, but um, you're right. The knowledge is increasing and maybe now is the need to know. Yeah, you know, before there wasn't a need to know, so it, we're we're coming up on that time. Well, Doctor Putoff uh, suggests in his extraterrestrial terrestrial boy, I'm having trouble saying that word today. I'll say it whenever you whenever you screw it up. Extra, extraterrestrial. Terrestrial. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tongue tied. Uh, he suggests that that might include a certain level of relatively low profile profile, possibly statesman influence, I love that term, politics, government, integrated investment slash control of a select set of global multinational corporations with convergent interlocking technology developments, such as the aerospace and electronics corporations. And uh, I think that's exactly what's going on. And we're, we, since we're Bible mysteries, you know, we're we're not here to go do the digging into government files, and uh, we don't yet have resources to go on site to you know crash sites and things like that to do investigation. I, I hope to one day. Yeah. But we want to focus, and I think what makes us different from other podcasts that do delve into the paranormal and things like we talk about is we want to focus on is there Bible evidence for these Absolutely. things? Yeah. And I do contend from the beginning of this series about ultra or extraterrestrial that the answers that Dr. Putoff might be looking for could be found in Scripture and should be included in his search for evidence. Sure. You know. Yeah. So let's go to Daniel chapter 7 here. Okay. And I want to look at this idea of a group of people that uh, might be influenced. And, you know, we've discussed it before. Uh, most of our listeners that have done any delving into ETs and UFOs and whatever have heard about maybe um, there was supposedly a meeting between aliens and President Eisenhower yeah. in the 50s, yeah. like 1953 maybe, uh, where they made an agreement, we can abduct uh, people as long as uh, mm-hmm. you give us exchange technology, advanced technology, and that they've been reverse engineering this stuff uh, ever since. Since then, okay. I doubt if there ever was such a meeting that the agreement was adhered to by these so-called aliens. Yeah. Because they seem to be abducting willy-nilly whoever they want without record or you know yeah. accounting yeah. for it. But um, we do know this. We do know that the Bible speaks of the end times, that there's going to be a final kingdom, and it's in existence now. Yeah. We've talked about the Roman Empire. Yep. And I believe the mystery Rome is going on now. But in Daniel chapter 7, verse 23, in a prophecy that Daniel was given, we read this in verse 23. Thus he said, the fourth beast, this is an angel giving Daniel the understanding, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And, and you really could equate this with the United States empire. Yeah. Right now. Very much. It's the most powerful nation on earth currently. Um, and, um, 
uh, we've talked about all the symbols well, that are a very diverse. Back I mean, to it Rome. says be diverse from all kingdoms, but the United States is a very diverse country. Yeah, right. Good point. Good point. The melting pot. Yeah, exactly. the very name. Yeah, you know, the very term melting pot. Uh, verse um, shall devour and, the whole earth. So we, I mean, we have military bases everywhere. And right? break uh, it in pieces. Yeah. I mean, isn't aren't the current nations that we know today divided up according to the United States NATO alliances? Sure. And all? Yeah. I mean, these countries aren't where they were historically. Mm-hmm. Iran, Iraq, the Middle East—they're carved. The Balkans yep. carved out according to our dictates. Yeah. And I say our. I well, mean, the, the satanic global elites dictates. Well, yeah. You know? The dollar. <laughs> yeah. Almighty. <laughs> And hence, we believe that that this empire, regardless of who's at the head, if it's currently the U.S., next it's going to be who who knows? Yeah. China, Russia, I don't care. Yeah. It's going to be someone. But ultimately, being led by this, verse 24, and the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first three, and he shall subdue three kings. And it's the ten horns that I'm interested in discussing because... We know that the Ten Kings are going to rise in the last days of the Fourth Kingdom. Yeah. Again, Mystery Rome, as far as I'm concerned. And do they have to be kings as we know historically, or could they be corporate oligarchs? Well, isn't there another uh, scripture, and you'll know I won't, but it says that these kings don't have kingdoms, right? Yeah. Am Am I right here? Absolutely. Okay, so that tells me that it's not like a president or a prime minister, because that would be a king who's over a kingdom, right? Yeah, exactly. So these are kings that maybe influence things like the financial empire of the world, the media. I'm just hypothesizing there, right, and throwing out ideas. You are right. In fact, that would be my very interpretation of the verse. We're actually going to go to the passage in just a second. But you mentioned have received no kingdom, and I, I interpret that. Yeah. As just what you said, John, they don't yeah. necessarily have to be kings in the traditional sense, but they have, I mean, think about these billionaires. Well, they're super wealthy people. Yeah, exactly. They can control governments. Yeah. It doesn't matter what their title is. If you've got so much money, you can tell a head of state, do this or oh, yeah. else. They're your pawns. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So why don't we go to that passage since you mentioned it, because it is okay. relevant absolutely to our discussion, discussion here, and that's Revelation 17. And verse 12. Now, this is the same image that Daniel had, but John is recording this in Revelation. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet. Exactly. Exactly what you're talking about. But receive power as kings one hour with the beast. Power as kings. They're not literally kings. They have power as kings. They obviously have a lot of influence. Oh, yeah. And, and, And I still contend that what's happening is... These 10 kings are probably the corporate oligarch billionaires who aren't heads of state, yet they control nations with their power and their wealth. They've received advanced technology, probably from these fallen angels, through either crash-landed craft or whatever interactions they might have with them, satanic occult rituals. I mean, you know, even Elon Musk did this party he went to on maybe it was Halloween or something, but he was literally wearing a Baphomet symbol. I saw that. That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, and you know, by the way, these conservatives that think a man that's going to come along and save us because he bought Twitter or Donald Trump because he ran for (laughs) president, you you guys that think that politics is going to change this, you've got to wake up. Uh, this is not, you're not going to vote these people out. These 10 kings. Well, you're not going to change anything because yeah. it's all been written. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's coming. It, and there's not a political solution. You can watch it unfold yeah. and you can inform yourself and you can educate yourself. And then once you are awake and you start realizing this stuff, start talking to other mm-hmm. people about it. Because it's unfolding right in front of us. It is. It is crazy. You're, you're hearing reports of like men like Bill Gates buying up farmland. Uh, George Soros influencing yeah. every petty uh, uh, office holder, yep. you know, with his bribes. I mean, this is going on and on. And what's happening is, ultimately, I believe, it's the acquisition of property. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been reading that um, uh, billionaires, there's more billionaires that have been created than, than there ever existed. In, in history, uh, right and, now. And COVID, during whatever, if that was a, even a time period, right? Yeah. But it, I don't know what the fact is, but like s- 
so many people became billionaires or multi multi millionaires as a result of that whole thing, and right. it was a huge transfer of wealth. It, it right? was a huge, and many more people became impoverished. Yeah. So the one percent grew. Yep. But what they did was they're they're at, they're acquiring real estate. Yeah. And what and yeah. they're buying literally they're building skyscrapers again in New York. You know, after the rebounding after the nine one one, you know, nine yeah. eleven, yeah. and uh, they're nobody lives in them. Nobody's occupying them. Hmm. So it, the idea is to have title to property because ultimately these 10 kings are going to surrender their power to the beast. Yeah. He even says, verse uh, 12, verse 13, these have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. And hmm. what, is their, what is the purpose of that? If, if they buy all the property to, that's available to purchase, then they, can, they have a controlling interest in the title to the planet. Hmm. And they want to give this Nephilim hybrid Antichrist control of the planet so he can lay claim to the title of the earth. He's not legit, but he's going to think he is. And then it says in verse 14, these shall make war with the lamb. That's Jesus Christ. And the lamb shall overcome them for he is Lord of lords and king of kings. Praise God. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. So the idea is they're preparing for a battle. And I think they're preparing, they're, they're going to basically say there is an extraterrestrial threat that's coming. Yeah. And they're going to say it's actually Christ and his army that's coming. But in fact, they are the extraterrestrials that are the interlopers. Mm-hmm. Satan and his angels are going to come down and I think claim yeah. to be either our alien ancestors or they're going to have some deceptive yeah. lie yeah. they're going to express. The Anunnaki? Yeah. Is, that what, is that what it's called? The, the, the Sumerian, yeah. yeah. The, the ones that seeded us here on the planet? Almost every culture has some reference, whether it's Native American, whether it's Southeast Asia, whether it's in Africa, yeah. it doesn't matter. Star people yeah. that came down. And, uh, of course, the Bible tells us in Genesis 6 yeah. that happened, right. you know. So as these ten kings gain more control over the nations... The media fall more and more under their influence because they own the media now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no independent press, yeah, yeah, except for the random groups of re- rebels. Isn't it funny that you know yeah. you're you may be too young to remember this, but in the '60s, the left wing were the radicals, and okay. the right wing was in power. Okay. Today, yeah. the left wing is in power. Yeah. You know who the radicals are? Christians. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, the the we're, narrative is changing. Oh, Adam, in, we're the rebels. Favor. We're the terrorists. We're the supremacists. We're the whatever name they want to call us, mm-hmm. you know. We are the others, and therefore you're seeing the script flip. Well, right? we're going to be, we're, we are coming under attack right now. We already see that. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, and that's why we pray for spiritual uh, armor, right? Yeah. On a daily basis, protection. Exactly. Because it's coming, it's coming at us right now. Exactly. We know that. You're right. Now, one of the things that Dr. Putoff puts forth, and we've covered a little bit, was this idea of the stranded or colonizing ET's God's hypothesis. Okay. And he considers that his definition of that is a covert elite group exercising occult slash religious influence in society. Yeah. Well, there's no question we see society being directed. This Where things are going, the, the wokeness whatever you want to call it, political correctness, transgenderism. Mm -hmm. uh, The Green uh, New Deal. Yeah, green (laughs) uh, pandemic scare tactics. All of that is not normal or organic or natural. It's being forced. It's an agenda. It's a narrative. And the Ten Kings use the media to control that narrative, to influence it. Mm -hmm. And hence I use the term the satanic global elite. That's really who we're talking about. They control the narrative, and they're going to continue to push what I believe is an occult agenda. Okay. They're starting to come out more and more. The the symbolism of the occult is starting to become more obvious. So they're coming yeah. out of the shadows. I don't yeah. think they, they need to. They don't feel like they need to hide anymore. Well, and they they've flipped the script on us, right? It, it, so they used to be hidden, right? The occult. That's right. what the occult is, right? They were hidden, but now they are kind of like it's mainstream. It's it's right there. I mean, you got. Uh, drag queens reading books to kids yeah. now in libraries, and it's like, what? And they're trying to normalize Yeah, this. so the Christians are now the bad people, and the occult is now the, hey, let's... They're the know. understanding. They're the... Oh, they're compassionate. Yeah, Very compassionate exactly. and nice, and we're, we are all, you know, crazy people. So And, and I, I don't think our young people realize what this agenda is. It's not that 
Christians are, I mean, yes, it's contrary to the, what God ordained. Yes. Right. There's no question about that. But it's, it's not even logical to make a statement that a person's gender is determined upon how they feel or think. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that is scientifically inaccurate. Yeah. You know, for that, for that idiot uh, candidate for something, I don't remember, Supreme Court justice maybe, when was asked, can you define a woman? And they said, <laughs> I'm not a biologist. What a ridiculous statement to yeah. make. But it shows you how Can you far... define a man or a woman? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you define what a woman is? Yeah. I think was the question. It's something like that. And they said they couldn't. Well, th- that's a lie, and they know that's a lie. Yeah. But they're they're feeding into the agenda. So you can tell that that's not how they truly feel or believe. Yeah. That they were it's saying very, that. It's a very simple been answer. Told to say that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and the whole point is it's an attack on God's ordinance. Yeah. Satan wants to so confuse humanity that we don't know what a man or a woman is. Or we don't know that he ordained a man and a woman for the purpose of procreation for his creation, his yeah. glory, his purpose. And Satan's purpose is counter to that. So young people today think, oh, let them be. You, know, you should have understanding and compassion for them. And we should be tolerant of that. But they don't see the agenda behind it. They can't see it yeah. because they're deluded. Yeah. Because schools today don't teach children how to think. They teach them what to think. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's where we are. And it always brings us back. That, you know, this is the passage that I, I quote ad nauseum because it is literally... The per, the uh, passage in Scripture that, in my opinion, defines exactly what's going on. And okay. it, it's one of those things that over the years of studying the Bible, I've read it hundreds of times. And it it's like I, I never fully comprehended what... It, it was almost so much allegory. Okay. It's like Paul was trying to paint a poetic picture instead of telling me, no, this is literally... Yeah. What's going on? And it's Ephesians six twelve. I just allow me uh, to read it once again. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. These spiritual principalities are literally controlling their human proxies. Yeah, that's what you're seeing today. And and the more we give them permission, because they're they're limited. Man has dominion of the earth, Mm -hmm. but the more they gain control in greedy, self-serving humans that are willing to be their accomplices, the global elite. So this is a very powerful verse, right? Because like you said, we've read this, I've read this, I don't know how many times, Yeah. but now you start thinking about it and you're like, as much as I get mad about it, every time I see Joe Biden stand up in front of a camera, right? I'm just like, (laughs) oh, this guy, he's driving me crazy, right? But then you have to realize... It, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not Joe Biden, that fool. Yeah. Right? It's it's what is controlling him is the true yeah. battle, right? You know, it's so interesting you bring that up because you might recall, and people will hear it next week in our interview with Kara, Kara mm-hmm. Mosher, but she had been under demon influence and she escaped that. And that's what the title of our interview is uh, uh, Escape from the New Age Deception. Yeah. But she was literally talking about how she has dark brown eyes, but when she was under demonic influence, they were black. Wow. And yeah. she and she talked about how, because uh, we asked the question about, you think, how much mental illness could be attributed to demonic control mm-hmm. or possession or influence? And she was saying, it wouldn't surprise you that if, she says, not everybody can see it, but I can see it when I look in someone's eyes, whether the control is there. Wow. And that's so I think that, you know, we might say, and he clearly does, our president, uh, suffer from something, dementia or whatever. But how do we know that's not just demonic control? And and certainly his handlers are demon control. Because he's not, he's not cognizant. I'm looking forward to listening to that podcast again. And I was in the interview. And there's like so much stuff like you're in the interview, but you just like, you're going to get more knowledge out of it. I know I keep giving a shameless (laughs) plug, but you're going to love, uh, you you that that listen are going to love that interview with Kara. Uh, And and we probably didn't get into half of what we could have talked about. Yeah. So um, here's what we know. And you were talking about, like I said, it's written, it's going to get this way. We we know it's coming. So 1 Timothy chapter 4 is an excellent passage uh, to go to for that as a reference. And this is why I, I I keep, it, you know, I know people that are uh, would define themselves politically as conservative, okay? Okay. And they uh, are very well-meaning, and in many cases, they're believers. 
you know. Yeah. And they're very well-meaning, and their hearts are in trying to turn this country around or reform it or make it better or get vote the right people in or whatever. Yeah. That, that is in defiance of what the Bible says. And I don't think they can see that. Wow. They okay. still think we should stand in the gap, we should whatever. And it's it's like I consider some of these things distractions. And Paul actually wrote and he said be not entangled in the affairs of this life. Yeah. And even a positive cause can be an entanglement. Hmm. You know, you could you could stand outside of abortion clinics and protest. And I'm with you. Yeah. I, I agree with you. You're doing I, I the right thing, wrong. but what you're saying is it's futile. But what are you accomplishing yeah. if you get arrested? You know, what are you accomplishing if people are throwing spitballs at you or you know whatever they yeah. do, Molotov cocktails? I mean, <laughs> b- because and and they're literally demon controlled. The, these opponents of of, yeah. uh, of the yeah. of the pro, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. The people that are in favor of abortion that would attack people that are protesting a clinic are demon yeah. controlled. Yeah, the ones that are protesting might be well minded. And, mm-hmm. and, and they're certainly mm-hmm. right in pr- protecting the life of the unborn. But how do, you, how do you defeat satanic entities? Not through politics, not through legal change, yeah. through the Word of God. Yeah. You know, it's going to have to come through the Lord coming back. He's the only one fit it, to judge. I think judge. it's amazing, though, you're talking about the uh, abortion clinics, how it has bled into Christianity. Mm. I know Christians now yeah. who have flat out told me to my face, well, you know, there is a kind of a reason to have abortions. And I'm like, yeah. really? You are a Christian, but you are justifying that, right? Yeah. So that tells me, so you have the demonically controlled people who are just like, we got to do it, right, all the time. I don't know that you're going to change them. But Christians who start to let their beliefs uh, fade away, for lack of better terms, and yeah. start accepting this, to me, that's the real problem. You almost want to just smack them and go, hey, uh. you got to wake up, Right. Because you're starting to believe the lie. Yeah, you're right. If that makes sense. You know, yeah. I, I think much of my life, even as a Christian, I didn't give that much thought. Yeah. You know, abortion. Because maybe partly as a man, it just it doesn't impact my daily thoughts, you know. Yeah, yeah. But also, I, I just kind of took for granted that, well, yeah, life is a life, you know. that Why would you think otherwise? Yeah. But uh, So I guess you could have said I was sort of a... Uh, non-committal, yeah. yeah, complacent about the issue. But once I just flipping channels on a TV, this was years ago, I just happened to run across a woman and I, I caught right the beginning of a speech she was giving somewhere. It was a political rally, maybe something, I don't know. But she was, she had been adopted as a child. Okay. And she was giving a speech thanking her birth mother for making the choice. Yeah to give her up for adoption so that she could have a life. Hmm. And I, I thought, wow, I never considered that. And it's what prompted me to write a song about it, yeah. which is called The Choice. Wow. And for, okay. for those that may be interested in hearing it, because I'm a musician and I've done a lot of gospel music in the past, but uh, it, there's we have an app called Unlock the Bible Now that you can download free from any app store. Okay. And in that app, we have a little music section, and I put up there. And some the choice is in there. The choice is That's in there. Cool. So if you I want to hear to it, and and the twist in the song is, it's uh, I was never adopted. So yeah. But I'm I'm the I'm the speaker. I'm the first person in the song. Yeah. So I'm taking the place in a sense of the woman that I heard speaking. And I'm saying thank you to the birth mother for giving me up to Hmm. adoption. But the twist in the song is, what if I grow up because you gave me life and you gave, even though you couldn't raise me as your own, instead of terminating the pregnancy, you gave me up for adoption. I grow up, become a preacher, preach the gospel, and you get saved eternally because you gave me life. And it kind of gives me, even to this day, goosebumps to think about how we, who are we to to decide what child should live and die, you know? And how do you know that the person that you saved might be the next person to, you know, cure cancer or whatever? I mean, you you always hear that type of hypothesis. So that's just a little aside if anybody wants to go (laughs) see it, because we kind of got off on the subject of abortion. But um, it it is... uh, it is what I consider the idea of people thinking it's okay to be pro-abortion, which I consider anti-life. Yeah, it's, it's the slow fade, right? People just, oh, yeah, just whatever. It's a doctrine it, of yeah, devils. It, it's, yeah. it's one of these things we're about to read in First Timothy 4, just to kind of bring it back around. In verse 1, Paul said, 
Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now I've read that passage many times and I've heard it preached many times in Bible conferences and I've always considered it, and it was almost always presented this way as, yeah, there's preachers teaching doctrine that is not in line with the Scriptures. Sure. And, and certainly there, that is true. Yeah. But why limit it to just that? Why not devils literally speaking through people, through their human proxies, yeah. like a satanic oligarch or like a politician mm-hmm. or whatever, global leader, local leader, I don't care. These doctrines have been around for a long time, but they're going to proliferate in the latter times. In other words, it's, it's, not, it's no longer going to be, we won't tolerate this and we'll run you out of town on a rail mm-hmm. for preaching such heresy. It's accepted now as normal. And in mm-hmm. fact, encouraged and promoted by the satanic global elite to the point where now the, the normalcy is what they consider to be odd or unusual or wrong or hurtful. Yeah. You know, like yeah. to, to believe that marriage is between a man and a woman is now considered to be sinister. Well, you, it won't be long before you can't even say that phrase yeah. without, without being called hateful. Yeah. If you say marriage is between a man and a woman, if you make that statement, and I'm going to make a prediction here in three years. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. people are going to say, you are a hateful person. Yeah. Okay, all right. It's already happening. Yeah. 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 Rabid leftists that, to me, are more demon-controlled than yeah. others uh, will actually spew venom at you and call you evil for believing that a child should Absolutely. have a right to life. You know? Yeah. Or, or any normal thing. Uh, that that marriage should be between a man and a woman. That's the leftists, though. Those yeah. are the ones that are right out in front with it. Yeah. The, let's call them the right. Yeah. They are just complacent. They're just yeah. allowing the leftists to have their platform and, and speak what they want to say. And too often the right thinks, okay, I'm going to go cast my vote for the guy that's going to change things. And, and what what has ever changed? Yeah. You're not changing anything. Yeah. And and this whole fiasco that just happened in Congress right now, supposedly compromising. Oh, the to Speaker Kevin of the House thing? He's a reprobate. <laughs> and and if those people, if those 20 holdouts think that they're going to affect change, I, I hate to say yeah. I admire their courage, but you know what? They, they accomplish absolutely nothing. Hmm. He's not going to compromise Jack. Yeah. He's going to vote for the satanic global agenda because he is demon-controlled, yeah. just like the rest of them. So getting back to this thing about <clears throat> Dr. Pudos, uh the final thoughts we want to get into about his hypotheses is he poses the question, what are possible signatures of an ultra-terrestrial as opposed to extraterrestrial presence? So we're going to redefine our terms here just for the sake of people that, <laughs> you know, it's been four episodes yeah. and several weeks back. People are hanging on for a month here. <laughs> right. Well, we had, and appreciate that break we got through the holidays. We needed that time to regather. But ultra is the idea that it's more than just these little green men from another planet. Yeah. You know, that it is literally all these other hypothetical scenarios that he's suggesting. Could they be stranded ETs? Could they be uh, an advanced civilization from the past? You know, all that stuff um, is, I think the evidence for all the above is in the Bible. Yeah. And they tie together. It's the same deception all the way through. But he suggests this. He says, um, density of sightings over decades, and he means sightings of ETs or UFO craft, yeah. uh, if not centuries, potentially are indicative of a present time locale as opposed to extraterrestrial source. In other words, that the UAP phenomenon, now we used to say UFOs, unidentified flying object, the new term is unidentified aerial phenomenon. Okay. Why they had to change it, I don't, I don't know. know. I yeah. still use UFOs. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't gotten used to that yet. <laughs> I agree. That the UAP phenomenon is so ubiquitous, meaning all the time everywhere, as to argue against the simple model of an occasionally visiting extraterrestrial explorer. At present, they were primarily concerned about nuclear war. Mm-hmm. and the degradation of the environment. And by the way, that's been a common theme when people have had close encounters of the, um, I forget which one it is, maybe third kind. That's where you're actually abducted, right? When uh, yeah, or, t- or communicating with them. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's my understanding. And any MUFON person can correct yeah. me, you know, and, and I, I don't mean any disrespect to those g- uh, categories. Yeah. I just, I don't re- recall them at the moment. Yeah, the first is like you see it or yeah, something. Yeah, just seeing the a UFO. second is... 
I can't remember what the second one is. And the third one is you're actually physically with them, I think. I, I don't know. Yeah, you, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say, I think it's this, and I'm probably wrong. Okay. But I think the first one is correct. They see one, a sighting. Yeah. The second one is maybe the sighting of, of a of a entity, not just a craft. Okay. I okay. think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the third one might be communication with the entity, and the fourth one might be abduction. Oh, the fourth is yeah. where you... Okay. It could be. Physical I, I'm probably yeah. wrong, okay. and I'll uh, hopefully... We'll have to look that up. Yeah, my, our seekers <laughs> or our listeners can maybe send me email to correct it, or I could just go look it up and get yeah. the right... <laughs> we'll Google it. But one way or the other, we, we just want you to know that one of those categories is where you're in communication with an actual ET. Okay. So that's what he's referring to when... Uh, when he talks about they're primarily concerned about nuclear war and degradation of the environment. In many instances that have been recorded where there was that encounter, where they communicated, that's what's being yeah. said. Even to the point of like that old movie, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, Klaatu uh, Baradonikto, whatever he says, you know, <laughs> about, um, you know, you better stop going to war or we're going to destroy your planet. And uh, even those little kids in... Um, uh, it's Botswana or Zimbabwe or one of those countries near South Africa. Mm-hmm. I forget that back in the eighties, they, they actually saw yeah. uh, ETs and they communicated with them and they tele- telepathically told them protect the environment. And isn't it funny that the green agenda yeah. is the big yeah. push here. So we're the seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. We're following them. Yeah. You know what, what the ETs are telling us, right? So Putoff is acknowledging that. And he's saying, again, this is called Journal of Cosmology, uh, Volume 29 is where you can find this paper on uh, ultra-terrestrial models. But he says, at present, they were primarily concerned about nuclear war and degradation of the environment. And this has led to some degree of attempting to influence our culture, just mm-hmm. what we were talking about. Yeah. However, they felt it had to be carried out under the ruse that they were from distant star systems to protect what they felt to be their vulnerable position, despite their advanced technology. Now, this is from he's quoting from a guy named Nick Redfern, who has a book. Okay. And I don't recall the title of the book, but um, I don't think I got that book from the reference of Dr. Pudoff's uh, 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 writing that he put here. But what a perfect deception to say, okay, we're we're um, fallen angels. Yeah. Manipulating the narrative through our human proxies, doing so through these advanced technological means of crashy UFOs, encounters with ETs, whatever, Mm -hmm. and getting Satan's agenda implemented in government, in laws, in society, right? And the guys being, uh, well, we came from a far planet, we're concerned that you've got to blow yourselves up, when in reality, all along, they've been here from the beginning because they want to reclaim the earth for themselves. Yeah, And it's kind of like that old... Twilight Zone episode where to serve man and you know these aliens came they were like nine feet tall and they came and this was their book and they thought all the humans thought they were here to help humanity but it was a cookbook (laughs) to serve man man. (laughs) to serve man right medium rare (laughs) yes it was a cookbook it was a recipe book so uh, instead of actually being in the service of mankind they intended to roast spit roast us and serve us on a platter you know and uh, so not that far from the truth in reality and they yeah. Their plan is to just, they hate mankind because God gave man dominion of the earth. And sure. we get into this whole thing about a possible galactic battle that took place and all the planets were destroyed. That's fascinating. It's going to start to make more sense yeah. why they want to reclaim this planet. They're jealous that God, after that devastation, restored one planet instead of the nine, just yeah. earth, and gave a dirt puppet dominion yeah. over it instead of an angel. Man, that's got to make them mad, right? I mean... <laughs> okay. You bring the, we are like these supreme beings, right? And we, they obviously were on the earth before because we see there's cities under the ocean, right? Yeah. I mean, where do those cities come from? And who knows what pyramids. subterranean pyramids? Yeah. I mean, all the stuff, all right? So, um, yeah, they had dominion of the earth, and then whatever they did to mess it all up, right? We don't know. It'll all be revealed to us one day, Amen. right? We'll know, right? Amen. But now he's given dominion of the earth to us, That's and right. we're just like you said, the dirt puppets, right? And and we can't. It, it can't be taken by force. Like if 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 that were possible, mm-hmm. they would have done so by now. They have oh, advanced absolutely. technology, right? Yeah. There's nothing we could have done to stop it with their craft and whatever. But evidently, there's a limitation set by God, almost like a law of physics. Yeah. That they can't violate, or they would. Yeah. And therefore, they have to 
influence man to surrender control. Yeah. And that's what all this is about. Yeah. It's all about getting mankind to ultimately agree to the deception so that the Antichrist can come into being. He can come into fruition and claim the power. Because one of the things that's said about him is who is able to make war with him? You know, that that's a staggering thought. Yeah. Why is that one of his characteristics? Who is like unto him? Who is able to make war with him? He must have such advanced technology by the time this comes around that nobody dare rise up against him. Yeah. Yeah. So in closing, hmm. let's go to Revelation 12, John. Okay. And this has been a fascinating study. I hope you all got, uh, you guys have all enjoyed this. But we're going to go back to a, a passage that I recently talked about this uh, passage on a, uh, my last, uh, actually this morning, Sunday morning, we're recording on a Sunday right now, okay. but uh, my message this morning was about the man-child. That's not the focus of where we're going, but I had to revisit some things I've taught about this in the past, okay. that all of this, because it's in the book of Revelation, <laughs> is future, uh, and incidentally, uh, Ryan Peterson, our guest for the summit, when he gets here, one of our topics is going to be the uh, timing of the opening of the seals of yeah. Revelation 6 which he contends some of those seals were opened in the past. Yeah. And there, there's a few remaining yet to be opened. And I can't wait for that discussion. Oh, yeah. That is going to be fascinating because I know Ryan and I know his heart and, and his love for the Word of God. He's going to show us some stuff that's going to blow our minds. Um, but uh, what he's essentially saying is some of what is future prophecy in uh, Revelation has transpired in the past. Mm -hmm. And we, we're going to see that in verse 3 here. Revelation 12, 3, and there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, Satan, yeah. <clears throat> the serpent, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads, showing his power and mm -hmm. the kingdoms. And incidentally, Timothy Alberino contends those seven heads have to do with six additional princes that might have been cherubs like he was. Okay. That, and when we get into the Mars thing, they might have been kings over these different planets. My, my, my head's exploding. It starts to make your mind spin. <laughs> uh, I've reached out to Tim, and hopefully he'll come back on the show and give us his insight on that. You know, But verse uh, 4, uh -huh. and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. We know by verse um, uh, 7 that those are the angels, yeah. the fallen angels. Yeah. And this has happened in the past. The one-third of angels that joined Lucifer in a rebellion or insurrection, mm -hmm. that's history. Yeah. It's, it manifests itself again in the future, but this is not telling us something that has never occurred. This is telling us something that's already happened yeah. many, many ages ago. And then the, the last half of that, and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And this, is, this was my message this morning for Sunday. That's the Messiah, right? Right, the man-child okay. there in verse 5. And it had to do with Jesus Christ. But... Um, I'm interested in the focus of the rebellious angels there in, in the third uh, of the stars of heaven. Okay. In his tail, he drew them. Is it possible that Satan and his rebellious angels were confined to the earth after his insurrection at, that was put down by God, which okay. could have been a, a devastating battle that caused the earth and all the planets to be destroyed? Yeah. Right. And then he was kept sealed under the water. In Genesis 1, verse 2, it says, And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Yeah. Well, where else was there for them to go? Hmm. Were they floating around in outer space, you know? Uh, Timothy uh, Alberino contends they were confined to the earth huh. at okay. that moment. It, it could have been like that was where the final uh, gathering... Does he write about that in his book? Chapter Birth, 3. In Birthright? In Birthright, Okay, because yeah. I have... I bought his book. I just haven't gotten to it yet yeah. because I'm rereading the final Nephilim, which is yeah, Ryan's Ryan Peterson's book, book right? And Getting ready I'm, for and the then, Yeah, and then it's amazing, too, because once you start diving into all this stuff, you yeah. start buying all these books going, man, I need... And they're, like, stacking up on my bedside table because... They're, they're like incredible Bible studies. Yeah. And, and you don't necessarily have to agree with every conclusion that they draw yeah. to yeah. look at and evaluate the scriptures they present. Mm -hmm. You know, read what they say because God's given them some insight. Yeah. But then go read those passages. And, and you don't know that God might not show you something. Oh, absolutely. You know, that you'll go... Oh, I know he was saying this, but what about this? You yeah. know, that's what I love about these books. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure that's what they intend when you, when, when they Absolutely. write them is for that you to take what they say. That's called being a Berean, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> what are they? They were more noble because they searched the scriptures daily. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good. I'm glad you reminded me of that. So anyway, 
Tim sort of influenced my thinking of this question. What if it was possible that Satan and his rebellious angels were confined to the earth after this insurrection, was put down by God, kept sealed under the water of Genesis 1, verse 2. Okay. The earth was then restored and given to man for dominion, like I was mentioning earlier. And these fallen <laughs> angel princes have been trying to regain control ever since. Hmm. That's what they want. Yeah, They want this planet back. So uh, as a reminder to everybody, the links to Dr. Pudoff's uh, article about ultraterrestrials in the Journal of Cosmology, uh, there's a PDF you can download. It's going to be in the show notes. There's a YouTube v- video still linked up. Chris Leto, you can find him on okay. YouTube. Uh, or, But the link to his particular podcast where he talks about the same paper is there. He's approaching it from a different angle, not scripturally necessarily, but uh, I just want to give him some props for bringing it to my okay. attention. And to the listener who told me about Chris Leto. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah. But all, all in all, we just want you to know that I think these um, thoughts that Dr. Putoff has about ultra-terrestrial hypotheses are dead on the money with what Scripture is telling us. Yeah. And that it's it's pointing to... he He's not looking at it from that perspective necessarily. I don't know where Dr. Putoff stands from a position of faith. Uh, but as a scientist, I, I think he's got some very credible thoughts on the matter. Sure. I would just like to direct him, if I could, to look for some of his evidence in the Word of in God. In the Bible. Yeah. Because yeah. he's going to find it there. And more importantly, I would like to know that anybody who has these questions uh, would search the Scriptures and find that the answer ultimately is going to be in God's Son, Jesus Well, he's Christ. given us five great episodes. Yes, he from has. From his paper. Amen. <laughs> from that paper. So I thank you, Dr. Putoff, whether we ever meet uh, in this life or not. Uh, you have gave us a lot to digest and think yeah. about. So yeah. we appreciate you. And I appreciate you, John, as always. I'm here to support. Uh, We appreciate your support and your thoughts, and we thank you, our listeners, as always. Don't forget to tune in next time. Uh, Our next episode, you're going to find our fascinating interview with Kara. Yeah, And then uh, coming up in January 22nd will be our big summit with Ryan. So don't delay. Get your tickets. Uh, There's still a few left, and uh, I hope that we might just meet you in person. Absolutely. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com. Hey, thanks again for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode, and we so much appreciate you sharing with others and your friends and tell them about the show. And we'd also love it if you'd one more time consider joining Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast as a subscriber. Absolutely. And keep in mind that your subscription helps us get the word out to as many people as we can possibly reach. So we appreciate you partnering with us. Don't forget, it's BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. And thanks again for joining us today.